Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Much love and many thanks to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. On your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate, the free Odyssey app, CBSSportsRadio.com, Sirius XM Channel 158, and everybody tuned in on the smart speaker. Hope you're having a wonderful day, a wonderful night, a wonderful evening, afternoon, whatever it is. Thank you for tuning in. We got a lot to get into over the next three hours. We get started every weekday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. And we know that we are on the heels of the Super Bowl. Less than a week away, the big game, Sunday night, Kansas City Chiefs. 49ers. We're going to talk more football momentarily. Later on in the show, we're going to talk about Jose Altuve and his latest five-year contract extension with the Houston Astros. Altuve getting some money before Blake Snell and uh, also Cody Bellinger. But we're going to get into that. But joining us right now, speaking of the big game, his name is Eric Eager. He's the VP of Sumer Sports. He formerly worked with Pro Football Focus. He knows all about the stats, the numbers, all the good things that, hey, I just like watching hit people. So we're going to get a different perspective. Eric, thank you for taking the time to hop on, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Most definitely. Now, this is a question that's real important. Yeah, I know you know about the stats, the analytics. What are the odds that somebody somehow, some way involved in the NFL, this game, this Super Bowl, gets in trouble between now and Monday? Oh, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty high. I mean, we've seen it happen before, right? Barrett Robbins, Eugene Robinson. It's it's happened before. Um, maybe it's not directly involved with one of the teams, but I, I'm certain a media member uh, might might stumble across something uh, that that is unholy here and uh, and and make some news. Oh, yeah, always always a media, or at least some media person will, will unearth it. Well, Eric, I know you're out in Vegas. What is the vibe? I know it's early on in the week. Things really don't get kicking until the Thursday, Friday. But I know a lot of the execs are in town. What's the vibe in Vegas already? Well, it's rainy and cold, which, like, if you ever wanted to know, like, what God would do if we ever held the Super Bowl here, you know now. Um, so that, that's been a little bit weird uh, there. But, uh, it, it, you know, the radio row feels about the same as most Super Bowls. But it is different that, you know, it's being held in Mandalay Bay where, you know, we have, uh, you know, uh, the slot machines, blackjack tables, uh, sports books, uh, things like that. Um, the, you know, the stadium's really close to, you know, all the festivities, which is a little bit different. Um, but, no, it feels really cool. You know, obviously you have two teams. We're here four years ago, uh, a little bit different now that the Chiefs have, 
gotten over the hump. San Francisco hasn't. Um, I think that there's a lot of pressure on the San Francisco 49ers, and the Chiefs feel like they're playing with house and money, and they're relishing uh, you know, that, that role of the villain. Eric Eager is here with us. He's the VP of Sumer Sports. Yesterday we had on your partner, Thomas Dimitrov, and he was able to provide us some perspective with his role, former role as a, a general manager, scout, executive, etc. What is your perspective on this game from a, a number standpoint? What do we need to look out for? Well, I think the, the big thing is both of these teams are built in, in different phases of the team-building cycle, right? The Chiefs won the Super Bowl the first time against the Niners with Patrick Mahomes making you know, rookie deal money, and they're you know, them able to have the superstars, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, you know, Frank Clark, uh, even to a lesser extent, Sammy Watkins, Mitchell Schwartz. Uh, you know, they traded Tyree Kill, built a defense, you know, eight players in the last three drafts, six. Uh, you know, that are starting on the defense in just the 2022 draft alone, one of the youngest teams in football, the first team in the NFL history with a quarterback making the most cap money uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, whereas the Niners, of course, they have a ton of superstars, five players who next year will make $20 million or more on the roster because Brock Purdy's making under, 100 mil- uh, under a, a million dollars a year. You know, they're going to eventually have to be in that phase if they continue to work with Purdy, but they're you know, a team with a ton of superstars surrounding a young quarterback. And so it'll be interesting to see, you know, from an analytics perspective, you know, sort of which one prevails. Well, Eric, you mentioned Brock Purdy. We've had so many conversations about Brock from a football perspective. And, you know, what does he do on the field and what type of guy he is? His interviews are perfect. And there's also a lot of, I don't want to say accusations, but, hey, he's only good because of the dudes that surround him. When you take a look at the numbers and, and you possibly compare him to other QBs, you know, yeah, he's an, a, a finalist for MVP. Is he not contributing to the team as well? People just make it sound like he's plug and play. What do the numbers say about him? Well, he averaged nine point nine yards of pass attempts, uh, which you know, my boss Thomas Smithrop, you know, when he, you know, when he and Kyle Shanahan went to the Super Bowl, you know, uh, just a few years ago, uh, Matt Ryan was at nine point three, and that offense was incredibly scary. Patrick Mahomes this year just a uh, for reference, seven yards of pass attempt. So every time Brock Purdy threw the ball, uh, the 49ers averaged three more yards than every time the Chiefs threw the ball. So clearly Brock Purdy's doing something. Um, you know, and you know, Mahomes has only one wide receiver with over 500 yards, only two players on his team with over 500 yards. So he's working with a lot less. Uh, but, you know, I think the time is now to, you know, look at Brock Purdy and say, you know, yeah, he's got a lot to work with, but he's clearly doing something with that. And, you know, in the, in the here and now, the, the Niners' job is to win this Super Bowl. And it's not, you know, none of our business right now to say, is he going to be worth the $50 million contract that, you know, a veteran quarterback is worth? That's, you know, for a future, for a future person to ask. But for right now, he's certainly worth, uh, you know, playing. And, and, and if, you, if you like the Niners in this game, betting on. Eric Eager is here with us, the VP of Sumer Sports. It's the JR Sport Reshow on CBS Sports Radio. When you think about the game in a whole, who do you give the edge to based on all the data and information that you have? Well, I think, you know, the, the, the 49ers are favored, and you have to respect the markets. Um, I think about a month and a half ago, they probably would have been favored by closer to a touchdown. So the Chiefs have certainly gotten their act together. They were the worst playoff team in the league in terms of penalty differential, uh, in terms of turnover differential. Uh, but they've, they've turned it around. They haven't had a penalty until basically halftime of the last two games. They, they've only had tr- one turnover on offense the last two games. Patrick Mahomes has not thrown an interception after 
generating a career high 14. You know, so they've they're kind of the LeBron Cavs, if you will. You know, this year where the whole regular season they kind of messed around and they got it together in the second half of the year. Their defense is second best in football. They deserve that. Uh, I think if they play their game, um, where which is low scoring, fewer possessions, you know, force uh, the other team to play left handed, I think that they're at an advantage. Uh, I think if this game becomes a track meet, I think that the 49ers are at a clear advantage. So I don't think the Chiefs, uh, if this game becomes one where the, the teams have to score in the 30s, I just don't think the Chiefs can. It's pretty amazing how the Kansas City Chiefs have been able to balance out the team a little bit more, more so even now relying a whole lot on their defense. Eric Eager is joining us here on CBS Sports Radio. When you think about the offensive explosion uh, in the NFL, are, are we primed to see just just more diversity in, in the quarterbacks and their skill sets? Or are we kind of moving away from the, the guy, 6'5", Herbert, standing there in the pocket delivering the rock? I think – I think so to an extent, but you know what we what we have seen this year is more guys get hurt. Um, and when and when you aren't that physical, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you know Justin Herbert player. I mean, Justin Herbert played all the entire 2022 season with broken ribs and took that team to the playoffs. When we saw Joe Burrow, who is a very good quarterback but a little bit less physically imposing, play with a calf injury, it was a disaster. He was a uh, you know league record holder for low. Uh, yards for pass attempts in September with a calf injury. Uh, I, I think you still, and, and this you know, goes to Jaden Daniels, it goes to Caleb Williams, who's I think going to measure under six feet. I, I still think even though the league is more conducive to smaller players of the position, more conducive to more athletic players of the position, I think you still need to have some size because you know, since the 2011 CBA, the gap between talent on the defensive line and gap between talent on the offensive line has, has grown a little bit. And so Quarterbacks are still going to get hit. A lot of the older players who, you know, were really good at protecting themselves, the Tom Brady's, Fate Manning's, the Drew Brees's, those guys have obviously aged out of the league. And so we're seeing more injuries at the position, and we're seeing more guys have to play hurt. And, you know, bigger quarterbacks play better when they're, when they're hurt than, than smaller quarterbacks. Eric Eager is here with us, knows all about sports analytics as it relates to the NFL. Uh, you know, I've had this conversation with a lot of, of, of a lot of athletes. It doesn't matter if it's someone like uh, uh, Terrell Owens or we want to talk about somebody on a defensive line or even an Emmett Smith. A lot of these dudes are not necessarily happy with just just how less physical the game is. Do you think over the next five to ten years that I'm going to turn on an NFL game and especially for the running backs? Am I just looking at? Hey, we got four out, five out. Am I looking at a track meet? It, the, the game is just just all or nothing. It feels like. It well, teams have yeah. I mean, teams have have used fewer men in the box over the course of the few. So what I mean is fewer linebackers, more safeties, uh, fewer defensive linemen, more linebackers. Uh, we've seen a trend, and what was really interesting is you know offenses were down this year, especially in the first half of the season, and the reason for it was. Defenses were actually much better this year at defending the run with fewer men in the box. Remember, we, when we were kids, you know, the way that you defended the run was you brought the safety down into the box and mm-hmm. made an eight-man box, and you stopped the run that way. You can't do that anymore because passing offenses will kill you. And so, you know, defenses have had to adapt. And uh, you know, the first adaptation was to just play six or seven men in the box and give up the run, and and deal with that and give up points that way in a slower fashion. But then defenses have gotten good at drafting guys like Jordan Davis and uh, empowering players like Vita Vea and, and, and the like, where those guys can actually stop the run by two-gapping 
with slider boxes. And so offenses have, have struggled because th- that advantage has no longer been as big for them when they run the football on early downs against smaller defenses. Well, Eric, we, we know that the NFL is geared towards offense. It's geared towards entertainment. And this is, this is a matter in all sports. Greg Maddox, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, said chicks dig the long ball. Do you think that we are currently in a trend when it comes to young offensive-minded head coaches and, and throwing the ball downfield? Or do you think we might find more balance at some point in the NFL? Well, the, the last hiring cycle was predominantly defensive coaches. We got, you know, Dave Canales went to Carolina and uh, um, Brian Callahan went to Tennessee. But for the most part, we got Dan Quinn, we got Raheem Morris, we got Mike McDonald, we got a bunch of defensive-minded coaches uh, getting head coaching jobs. And I think a lot of that was because, you know, a lot of the offensive talent, they got their jobs a couple of years ago. They got their jobs over the past few years. So, you know, it, it, the league is nothing if not cyclical. I agree with you that over – over time, if you look, if you zoom out, the trend is clearly towards offense. But I actually think that in the current NFL right now, we're seeing a little bit of a of a, of a decline in offense, and and a little bit of, and you know, because of the the retirements of some of these QBs and some of the injuries that we've seen to some of the good QBs like Herbert and Burrow, we're actually seeing a little bit of a renaissance in defense. Which I think some of us, you know, people who who love the game back all the way back to when we were kids, I think we welcome that a little bit. Well, Eric, uh, you, you take a look at some of the teams that need a quarterback in this upcoming draft. You mentioned Dan Quinn. We know that the commanders are going to be uh, in the market. When you think about who's available coming out of the draft, I should say, who do you think is going to make the easiest transition given their skill sets? I, I think that Drake May you know, has some, some really good traits to him as far as you know, quick release. Um, you know, he's okay at sack avoidance which is something that I, I think we're going to have to have a tough conversation with, with Jaden Daniels, who I really like kind of at everything else, the running ability, the pat, you know, the rubbery arm that he has, the rubbery arm that Caleb Williams has. Um, but I think may, you know, combines, you know, the size, the arm strength, the movement skills, and he's going to go to Washington probably at two, unless they trade up for Williams. Um, I think that that's going to be a good prospect for them. And, and, you know, in the, in the secondary part, you know, in the, in the Bo Nix's, Michael Penix. Michael Penix took a sack on less than ten percent of the time he was pressured uh, over the course of his career, both at Indiana and Washington. That is a trait that generally uh, propagates uh, from college to pro, and it's one where, if you look at his, in history, some of the underrated quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, all the way back to Doug Williams and even Dan Marino, who I think is, it, it, even though in his Hall of Fame career, I think was underrated. Some of the guys who, who won more games than people expected them to win. We're always good at avoiding sacks. Mm. And Michael Penix had that, has that trait, and so does Bo Nix, uh, underratingly. So those are two guys that if I were, say, Carolina, or I was a team maybe that was looking to hedge their bets on their, their young quarterback and get a second guy in that room, those are guys that I'd look to uh, maybe day two. So when it comes down to Penix Jr., uh, age and injury be damned, it's more so about what's in between his ears. Exactly. I think he's a good processor. I think he's accurate, of course. And he obviously had the great game against Texas. Not as good against Michigan, but that's a you know national championship defense. And when you're drafting a guy late first, or you know, as I said, day two is probably the better value for him. Um, you know, you're not getting uh, the perfect prospect. But as the Eagles showed with with Jalen Hurts, you don't need a perfect prospect uh, to win football games at that position as long as you support him uh, and build the offense around him. And I, I think that's the kind of player that Penix. Uh, and, and to a lesser extent, I think the kind of player that Bo Nix will be uh, at the NFL level. 
Oh, Eric, final question for you as we wrap things up. Speaking of the draft, there is a guy already in the NFL. We've seen him, Justin Fields, unfortunately banged up here and there. What do you? Uh, what is your evaluation of the guy, and what do you think the Chicago Bears should do? Well, it's tough because I don't think that he's gotten necessarily the fairest shake there, right? The Komet was kind of the best option they gave him for a while. Darnell Mooney, the offensive line wasn't particularly good at first. They've done a better job over the years giving him uh, a you know, running game with Foreman and, and Herbert and giving him D.J. Moore. And, you know, Komet's done a good job. Darnell Wright was taken in the draft. But it just hasn't worked out. And, you know, if they stick with him, it's going to be at the opportunity cost of Caleb Williams or Drake May. And so they're probably going to have to take a guy high in the draft. And whether or not they keep fields around, a la, you know, Alex Smith with Patrick Mahomes or, uh, you know, Drew Brees with Phillip Rivers or something like that, he's not in the future plans for Chicago, which means he's going to have to be the quarterback somewhere else. And we've seen that happen with, you know, like I said, Alex Smith. We've seen that happen with Drew Brees. Guys can have, you know, great, you know, Baker Mayfield just even this year. Guys can have good second stanzas. Uh, that's got to be the hope for Fields. Uh, well, Eric, thank you so much for, for coming through and dropping the knowledge. Uh, where can people keep up with you, your work? There's so much insight that you have. Fill us in. Yeah, sumersports.com, at sumersports on, on, on X and Twitter. I'm at Eric Eager underscore on both. Uh, sumersports.com, we have a big game breakdown where we have a 41-page preview of the Super Bowl this week. Uh, if any, you, you dabble in prop bets, if you want to just look at the stats in the game, uh, we have you know never before before seen stats and previews of the big game. So I would love for uh, everybody in your audience to check that out, and I uh, really appreciate you having me on. No, absolutely, Eric. Great conversation. Look forward to chatting with you down the line. Okay. Yeah. Right, take care. Have a good one. No doubt about it. Thank you so much to Eric Eager. He is the VP of Sumer Sports. This man is dialed into everything. When it comes down to NFL and its analytics, he says the 49ers are, are the team that's favored. And he also gave some, uh, gave some great insight when it comes down to the upcoming draft. Uh, these teams that will not be participating, obviously, in the Super Bowl. Maybe they can get a quarterback and get here in a few years. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Eric is already out in Vegas. There's a baseball team that's supposed to be moving to Vegas but we heard the mayor said that they shouldn't come. There's also a baseball player. He's out in Houston. He just got paid a whole lot of money to stick around. I'm going to fill you in on both on the other side of the break. 855-212-4CBS is the number. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Ryan Howard knows a thing or two about getting paid. Believe me. Jose Altuve, he just got paid. Jose Altuve got a five-year, $125 million extension. I'm like, damn, I've met Jose Altuve. A very nice guy. He's a small dude. Now, am am I expecting, and and by the way, he has more postseason home runs than anybody ever. It's it's just nutty. You think about Jose Altuve, you go, well, how is this short guy just destroying the baseball? Where is he getting all this power from? I guess a lot of it has to do with the speed. And so he just reached a $125 million extension with the team when he's going to be 39 years old. But the way Jose Altuve has played the game, you would think as he continues on in his career, if even if he doesn't have the power numbers, he's still going to be able to contribute with the bat. I mean, what's worst-case scenario? Jose Altuve going out and batting, I don't know, 270 when he's 39 years old? He is the type of player that you want in your organization uh, for the long haul. I mean, just this past year, Jose Altuve, 17 home runs, 51 RBIs, uh, at a batting average of 311. He's likely to go out there and just continue to torture people over the next several years. He is going to be an Astro for life. Jose Altuve, a five-year, $125 million deal, extension, I should say, with the Astros. Now, when you think about other free agents or people not eligible to be free agents, Blake Snell is still floating around. I guess nobody wants to meet his asking price. Cody Bellinger is still floating around. We're pulling up on spring training. Pitchers and catchers are going to report around Valentine's Day of next week all across baseball, and some of the biggest names still don't have deals. Speaking of deals, this is wild. And thank you so much to Eric Eager uh, for joining us in the last break. He is a sports analytics nut for everything NFL-related, and he came through and we talked about the Super Bowl says the numbers favor the 49ers, and we talked about the NFL draft and on and on. And then I asked him specifically, what are the odds that somebody does something nutty out in Las Vegas? What are the odds that, I don't know, somebody has too much to drink, that somebody gets caught doing something they're not supposed to do? And we concluded that the odds are just uh, pretty high, or at least I have. The Super Bowl is in Vegas for the first time. There was some news that came out earlier today via a podcast that was a little bit more directly related to the Oakland Athletics. The Oakland Athletics scheduled to start their season or start their tenure in Vegas in 2028. The Oakland A's are supposed to move on to the site of the Tropicana Hotel. The Oakland A's are supposed to join the Las Vegas Knights. The Aces. And who else am I missing, Hickey? I don't know. Just the Raiders. Two. 
Oh, yeah, the Raiders across the street. Yeah, the Raiders. How can I forget Mark Davis's team? How could I? Maybe they still belong in Oakland, too. Anyway, the Oakland A's are supposed to be there in four years. But their mayor, the mayor of Las Vegas, her name is Carolyn Goodman. She was sitting down with front office sports, and she had a different idea of what Oakland should do. The A's, listen. I personally, I'm not talking about anybody else anywhere else in this community. I personally think they've got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true. We have a very large complex, probably about 60 acres. We probably could cobble together more land so they could possibly have 100 acres. And it's in the historic old part of town, which is where all major interstate highways come together. We have seven access points to it. It is in an opportunity zone. There are all these benefits. And so when they said no, I thought, hmm. This doesn't make sense. And so why is it happening? And then I thought, well, because they really want to stay in Oakland. They want to be on the water. They have that magnificent dream, and yet they can't get it. Uh, No, I don't think so. No. I think the Oakland, I, I think Fisher, who owns the team, the man wants to be in Las Vegas. He wants the glitz. He wants the glamour. He wants the gambling. And, yeah, they took a smaller site. If I remember correctly, their proposed stadium on the site of the Tropicana across the street from the MGM is supposed to hold, what, thirty to 40,000 people, 35 to 40? That doesn't even feel like a baseball stadium at that point. That feels like a, a bigger basketball arena yeah and i know they hold 20 but just another 10 for baseball it's like they're trying to cram the oakland athletics onto the strip because what good is it being in vegas if you're not going to be on the strip the golden knights they play downtown in t-mobile uh the las vegas raiders they play basically down the road across the street in their own stadium beautiful stadium allegiance stadium everybody's in the city so I'm sure the Oakland Athletics didn't say, hey, we're moving to Vegas to be in Old Town. They want to be on the Strip. Now, I assume people going to go see the baseball are going to, well, walk. I mean, it's over by the airport. I mean, there's a lot of congestion over there. Yeah, but, you know, I'm thinking about it from a tourist perspective, right? I'm, I ain't driving no car nowhere in Las Vegas. Not me. But who's going to go? Hickey. The A's are going to be, they're going to be a tourist destination, right? Who cares about them? Well, I was going to say that's part of the reason why you go to Vegas, right? Like to get that almost free attendance just from people that says, oh, Vegas, let's go. Yeah. I mean, if I was standing at the MGM and I'm like, oh, the A's are across the street. I just, I just walk across the street and watch them. So I, I just think it's terrible how this is going down. I feel awful that the city of Oakland, they have no Raiders. The Golden State Warriors moved to the other side of the bay. They're now in San Francisco. And, you know, we at the Oakland Athletics, the last team to move out of that dump, concrete dump, the Oakland Coliseum, and they're going to Vegas. So I I feel bad for Oakland. I don't think they want to stay. I don't think this is a last ditch. I I think the way that they have bled the team out over the past couple of seasons, you know, trading away stars and basically rolling out a glorified triple-A team, there's nothing there that makes me go, oh, they really want to stay. 
They have ripped the team down to the studs. I could probably play on the team as a pinch runner. Maybe I could throw down a bunt. I know people don't do that uh, anymore. So, yeah, I don't know how much uh, Carolyn Goodman, the, the mayor of Las Vegas, knows about baseball, but uh-uh, there, there is nothing indicating that we want to put out a product for Oakland to be proud of, and let's use Las Vegas as leverage. No, uh-uh. The, the, all of the evidence is there. Hey, teams want to move to Vegas. You want to know who's next at some point? The NBA. And that guy, LeBron James, I last heard that uh, he, wants, he wants to own that team. I'm sure he can find a partner with another couple of billion dollars to help him out so he doesn't drain his own billion-dollar net worth. We'll see what happens. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Speaking of the guy who uh, wants to own the Vegas NBA franchise, LeBron James, LeBron James all of a sudden, for being one of the most important players in the history of basketball, that's accurate, he knows a lot. But right now when it comes down to the Lakers, it's like LeBron James doesn't know anything. Doesn't know who's staying, doesn't know who's coming, going. He doesn't know why he's tweeting things. We're going to talk the future potential owner of the Vegas NBA franchise on the other side of the break. The phone lines are open if you want to give me a call. It's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4CBS. Right before we went to break, we heard from the mayor of Las Vegas. She basically said, uh, I think the A's, this is our personal opinion, I think the, the Oakland A's need to stay in Oakland. I don't think they need to come to Vegas. She's like, hey, this is my own opinion, and I think uh, I don't think there's no turning back. Uh, I think the Oakland Athletics will be in Las Vegas starting in 2028. I don't want to say that that bridge has been burned. I think it is, unless the team is sold. 
Uh, I know that would be music to ears of uh, fans out in Oakland, but you still got to get a stadium. So a lot of hoops to jump through at some point in time. Vegas will get an MLB team, and I still think it will be the A's four years from now. I told you about LeBron James. He certainly has interest in owning an NBA franchise uh, out in Las Vegas. We know that he is currently playing for the Lakers. There's a big day coming up in two days. Well, in two days, it's going to be the NBA trade deadline, and LeBron James has been uh, pretty quiet about that. Uh, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into LeBron James, his lack of, let's just say, enthusiasm in, in speaking to and addressing the media about the trade deadline. We'll get to that momentarily. At the top of the hour, I want to get into this. We got some changes coming in the world of sports. We got some streaming changes coming to the world of sports, but we'll get there. 855-212-4CBS. Rich is here from California. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Rich? Hey, JR. Thanks for taking my phone call. Love it. You always put things straight. Uh, I want to get your take. I'm 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 just weirded out on how I think we're giving Patrick Mahomes all this credit and putting him up there with Tom Brady going on town and this and that. Uh, reason why I'm asking your opinion on why because uh, I was listening to uh, Freddie earlier too and I was he was saying that oh this is the first time we've seen Pat uh, a quarterback doing this in the first six years of his career which. I don't understand that either because you have Tom Brady in Montana, other quarterbacks, even Purdy's climbing that rank right now, doing it way before their fourth year. Um, I, I, he, he, it took him four quarters to throw a touchdown pass in the first Super Bowl. His second Super Bowl, he didn't throw any touchdown pass. His third Super Bowl, I give him that. He won it. He came back. He won that himself. Injury, all that, he was amazing. Uh, the guy's got a hell of an arm. Best, One of the best arms I've ever seen, besides Dan Reno. Uh, he's got a beautiful read. He can throw on the run in both directions. So help me out, Rich. What's your issue? Just the fact that his name is being mentioned with Tom Brady? Is that, is that what it is? Because I you think it's just, well, can we, can we mention his name with Eli Manning? He has two Super Bowl rings. Well, it, Eli Manning won two Super Bowl rings after playing for what felt like almost 16, 17 years. The fact right, that. Right, The, the fact. Just, oh, oh, Rich. He hey, didn't throw a touchdown pass almost in his first two Super Bowls. Oh, my God, Rich. Is, that the big, is it the stage too big for him? Hold on, Rich. Let me ask you a question. This is probably the most important question. You've been drinking? Well, no, it's well, that's the second one because you you got me on speakerphone is the next question, right? No. Yeah, you you do. You're not you're not on the phone. Well, hold. Here's here's the first thing. I I think you are on something. And the second part is you do have me far away from the phone. Listen to me. Don't respond. Listen to me. Patrick Mahomes, at this stage of his career, has had so much ridiculous success that if he does win this Super Bowl this upcoming Sunday, that he is going to be hanging out with guys like Montana and Brady. And when you think about what he's already done at quarterback, whether it's throwing 50 touchdowns in his first real season of playing, 
you're talking about, oh, it took him the second half to score a touchdown in his first Super Bowl. The man scored 21 points to come back and beat a 49ers team. You talk about how he didn't throw any in the second game. He was playing behind a crap offensive line and was running for his life the entire game. And then you, you easily acknowledge the three that he threw last year. If you're only going to judge this man in the Super Bowl against the best of the best competition, if you're going to ignore the fact that the quarterback is the most important position on any team and he is the leader, the driver that's getting him there, there's nothing for me to tell you. I mean, did, did he steal your girlfriend in high school? Like, what happened? No, I think he's just being shadowed by a great defensive coordinator and a deep tackle who's getting no credit. Rich. Almost Chris, with Chris Charles Jones. Haley. Oh, thank Rich, I got to tell you. I appreciate the con words that you had for me. You said I shoot straight. Rich, this is a, a, a bad hill Smack to die. Smack me in the face, please. I, I like Mahomes, but, I mean, I wouldn't pick him as my Super Bowl quarterback. And I think you, you need to get it, checked out, Rich. Thank you, man. Hickey, which one is it? Pick a drug. Pick one. Pick one. Which one is it? Um, Let's go with, mm, for that take, Boy, that's like uh, is it, weed oh, laced with a little extra, a little extra something. I don't know. <laughs> he said, he, he said, I don't know why he's getting all these accolades. And then he goes on and he starts naming <laughs> why he's a good quarterback. And I'm like, well, he only, it took him uh, the second half to throw touchdowns in the first Super Bowl. Yeah, he, he had a comeback. If he was so bad, he would have lied down and died and shriveled up. He won. Like, you got to look at the big picture, man. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, oh, he getting too much credit. Why do people like Patrick Mahomes? You, you want to tell me that other teams in the NFL wouldn't sign up to, to have the success that he's had? Since he had to sit behind Alex Smith, you want to tell me that any team, any team outside of the New England Patriots over the past 20 years, I think would say, oh, yeah, we'll take that. Damn. I think Patrick Mahomes, maybe he did take his girlfriend. What's his wife's name? It's Brittany, right? Brittany Mahomes? Brittany Mahomes. I think people don't like her the same way they don't like Taylor Swift. What did she do? Do you know you have any Brittany? idea? Yeah, it's like people don't like her either. I don't know. She's been, well, calm down, but she was very obnoxious on social media. For what is she? What is she doing? Part. Was she talking? Screaming in the camera, screaming in people's faces. People did not like the shrill, the high-pitched shrill that she would shriek with. Oh, controversy! Her pouring alcohol on other fans in a oh wait, 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 wait. way. She did a oh yeah. She was shaking up champagne or right. something, right? Right, and like spraying it out of the box when it was like very cold out. Against uh, was that the Bengals? I think it oh. was. Or okay, so she's not. This wasn't David Tepper. I'm gonna throw the drink on you. No, I'm, no, no. It was just a, a joyful occasion. Just a rich, obnoxious uh, footballer's wife. Yes, that's right. Who's not trying to let you know that her husband is Patrick Mahomes. Ah. Sounds like a crap person to me. (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know her from a hole in the wall. Just she sounds like a crap person from things that I've read. And yeah, she always wanna yeah, I've seen everything I see is her responding to some it's like, yo, why do you care? Why do you care? It's just you are in Mahomes. Why you don't gotta care in the world. Just live your life and you see, Hickey, didn't I tell you everybody was soft? Like, 
you got all the money in the world. What the hell are you worried about people that, that, that got less than you that are critical? I maybe, couldn't agree more. Yeah, if you, if, maybe if you weren't a jackass, people wouldn't call you one, and maybe you wouldn't have to respond. Go do something better. I know they got two kids. I saw Mahomes talking about his dad, Bob, but I don't know. People are so sensitive, man. Speaking of sensitive, I guess LeBron is sensitive too. Nice transition. Look, the Lakers, they're actually above 500 right now. They beat the Knicks. They're shorthanded. They beat the Hornets. Anybody could beat the Hornets. They've been on a little bit of a run here since they came out east, and now they're back home now that these stupid Grammys are done. The Lakers have a record of 27-25. and 25. They don't get back in action until this Thursday as they take on the Denver Nuggets. Now, LeBron James, before we even get to that, the trade deadline is going to take place Thursday afternoon. The Nuggets game is at night. No coincidence that this is a nationally televised game on TNT. Who will be traded by then? Are the Lakers going to move somebody? Are the Lakers going to move anybody? We have no idea. It's been reported that their GM is, is just pounding the pavement and hitting the phones trying to identify who they can get their hands on. May not be nobody, but this is the Los Angeles Lakers. They're going to try to get someone. A matter of fact, after their last game last night, the Lakers, LeBron James, he was asked by the media if the roster is good enough to win a championship. LeBron James wasn't falling for that bait. Listen to this. That's not, it's not a question for me. Um, I love what we have in the locker room, and um, that's all I worry about. Listen, we, we, yeah, I can't stand your ass. Um, you know, so like it doesn't, I don't get caught up in that. Um, you know, we're going to go out and prepare ourselves, um, you know, every single night, no matter what it is, no matter who's out on, on the scene, no matter what. So it's my job and it's AD's job as two, two captains to make sure we keep the main thing, the main thing, and the main focus is now Thursday's game at home, and we look forward to that matchup. Now, do, does, that, does anybody really believe that he loves everybody in the locker room? I mean, LeBron James put out an hourglass emoji last week. No words, no context. He was asked about it Saturday in New York or after the the Lakers shoot around before they took on the Knicks. And he didn't have no comment. So what's up with the the, the cryptic posts and the passive aggressive and dropping clues and hints? It's like breadcrumbs to where? Grandma's house? Like, where where are we going? Somebody's going to get the boot. And when this guy is traded, whoever it is from the Lakers, maybe it's D'Angelo Russell, by the way, at 28 points last night. Could have been his last night as a Laker. If D'Angelo Russell is moved, is LeBron going to tell everybody how much he loves him when he's gone from the team? I mean, I expect Austin Reeves to stick around, but hey, LeBron James is, is keeping it on the, the, the quiet right now. He's keeping it on the hush-hush. The I want to see who the Lakers get because, unfortunately, I think this is a wasted year for LeBron. I know the Lakers looked like crap last year. It looked like this was all about LeBron becoming the NBA's all-time leading scorer. And then they were able to get to the Western Conference Finals. I don't think they're going to have that much luck going forward the rest of this season. But, hey, we got to see how the rest of the year bears out. LeBron James loves everybody in the locker room. Well, maybe next time he should tweet out a heart emoji Instead of an hourglass, basically telling everybody somebody's going to get the boot.
How about this? The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD, veterans and their families. Their members are their mission. You can learn more at NavyFederal.org. The best defense is a good offense. Pelican star forward Brandon Ingram helped to push the Pelicans' winning streak to three. This man dropped 41 points, a 138-100 victory over the Raptors last night. At the end of the third quarter, Ingram hit five straight threes on his way to a season-high 41. The Pelicans now 29-21 and on the season. I didn't see it. I was standing here in the studio working. But I pay for all these things, right? I got TNT on on one screen. I got, uh, you know, CBS on another. There's ESPN. I got everything on here in this studio. There's big news that broke today. Turner, Warner Brothers, ESPN, Fox. You thought they hated each other's guts? You're wrong. They love each other. A matter of fact, they are forming a brand new entity to deliver sports to your computer, phone, tablet, television, and whatever the hell you watch. I'm going to explain on the other side of the break because how you watch sports is continuing to change. You're locked into the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 